Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back, squad, to episode number 43 of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. Today, we are talking about how to learn to eat anything you want without food fear. You heard me correctly. This is something that I preach to my one-on-one nutrition coaching clients, and today, I'm preaching to you, girlfriend, because yes, you can. You can eat anything anything at all, and still reach your big, powerful goals. There is nothing that is off limits. There is no exception to that rule. We think there is because of the stories we tell ourselves, which we're going to dive into in a second, but I am here to tell you, and I hope this isn't the first time you're hearing it, but if it is, girl, listen up. You can eat anything you want to and still reach your sustainable fat loss goal. Did that just rock your world? I sure hope so, because the first time I learned that lesson, I know it sure as hell rocked mine. So let's dive right on in to the situation that I think, no, I take that back. I know you can relate to this feeling of, why can't I just stop eating? What's wrong with me? You get so frustrated that you're eating the thing you vow to never eat it again. And yet, there you are sitting in your dark kitchen after everybody else has gone to sleep and you're polishing off the entire bag, box, package, whatever it may be. Can you relate? Have you been there? Have you ever asked yourself, what is actually wrong with me that I can't stop eating? If so, today's episode is for you, my friend, because there is nothing wrong with you. Hear me. There is nothing wrong with you. And there's everything wrong with the system that you're subscribing to. And this system, I call it the restrict, binge, restrict cycle, sort of like the wash, rinse, repeat, right? It happens over and over and over again. And it happens because you subscribe to food rules that instill fear surrounding certain forbidden foods or off limits foods. You subscribe to these rules that say, nope. You can't eat any of that and be a healthy, morally righteous person. Nope, you can't have any of that and lose weight. Absolutely not. And so, guys, nobody likes listening to arbitrary food rules like that, especially when they have no grounds and they're not even considering what I want, what I love, what I want to eat. So, you overeat. You binge. You eat the thing, and because your brain is saying, shit, Nicole, you messed up, you end up eating more of it because now you've already broken the seal, so you might as well go all in, 
go all out, eat the whole damn thing because girl, you already messed up. So let's just wallow in this, start over on Monday, and then you can be super strict. Okay. Okay. This happens. This happens to you. I know it does. And then Monday rolls around, you double down and you restrict even harder. But friends, the cycle, it's called a cycle because it always repeats itself. Always, no exception. So you're stuck feeling like this victim trying to escape it, asking what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this right? My friend, this is your body trying to protect you. We think of it because diet culture tells us that it comes down to a lack of willpower. Like, ah, she can do it. Why can't I? I must not want this enough or I must not be strong enough to be able to do this. Nah, that's not what this is. This is your body's primal instinct trying to keep you alive. You restrict you undereat, and that can look like many, many different things, right? Maybe you're following a 1200 calorie diet. Maybe you decided to do some militant eat this, not that type of regimen. Maybe you're cutting out an entire food group or several. Maybe you're, you get the picture. You're in a strict caloric deficit. You are restricting, you are under fueling, inadequately feeding your beautiful body. You cut things out entirely. So when this happens, because brain and body operate together, right? We are not disconnected at the neck. I think sometimes we forget that. Your brain flips several switches. It says, oh girl, we are starving up in here. So let me release some hormones and activate my stress response because dieting is a stressor even when you're doing it safely and with the help of a nutrition professional. Dieting is a stressor. Your body does not want to be in a caloric deficit. So this is stress. Now, not all stress is bad, right? Conversation for another day. But your stress response kicks in when you are eating less than your body needs. When this happens in a big degree because you're restricting so severely, you are encouraged then to binge, overeat, eat beyond your fullness in response. Survival! In simple terms, your body's response to starvation is to acquire and eat food. <laughs> I want you to think of like a cave woman. <laughs> when she's not had anything to eat for several days, her brain is just like food, 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 food. How can I get more food? When I eat that food, I'm so ravenous. I'm so primed to stuff myself to capacity because survival. What your body doesn't know is that you and I are privileged to live in an abundant food environment, meaning most of us don't live at risk of famine. But the response that happens inside your body is the same as if we were. So you, thinking you're doing a great thing, restrict These foods are bad. Nope, can't eat these. These are off limits, forbidden foods. Can I tell you, nutrition science for a second, can I tell you what the research shows when we forbid, restrict, deprive certain foods? Research demonstrates, A, an increased novelty and desirability of forbidden foods. 
That's right, that's a thing. If I say, don't eat bread, all of a sudden you want bread more than you've ever wanted it in your entire life before. You start dreaming about bread. You start wishing and hoping and praying and thinking about bread 24-7. Make something off limits and your brain is guaranteed to want it more. I hope you're hearing me. (laughs) B, an increased taste and reward stimulation meaning higher reward or a higher amount of pleasure from those foods when compared to people who aren't dieting and aren't trying to restrict those same foods. So you are no carb. I am totally pro-carb. So we could eat the same food, but because you are calling it a bad food, because you think you're doing something forbidden, you get more pleasure from eating that food. Ergo, wanting it more and more and more and more because you are more stimulated by that carb than I am, even though we're eating the same damn thing. Isn't it beautiful? This is an aside. Isn't it beautiful how the psychology and the physiology go hand in hand? Like, friends, this just lights me up. Your brain is so, so powerful. So you cannot just shove the square peg into a round hole, forcing your body to subscribe to a list of arbitrary rules if it's not considering the mental components. Back to what we were talking about, rabbit trail. Research demonstrates increased cravings for fat and sugar when you are restricting, when you are depriving. This triggers overeating. When you have a craving for more fat and more sugar, guess what you're reaching for? Not anything super nutrient dense, I'll tell you that. I'm whipping out those bag of tortilla chips, maybe some salsa or guac. Give me the chocolate chips. I want the cookies. I want the I want everything sweet, savory, salty goodness that you can put in front of me. All of the above. And we know intellectually that those those foods are designed to be so palatable that you keep coming back for more. This is where some people say, oh, sugar, it's addictive. No, it's not. But the way that food is designed is that those high sugar, high fat things, they trigger you to want more. Not to mention, they taste freaking delicious. So of course, you're going to continue overeating. They're not high in volume. They're not high in nutrients. So you're not filling up on anything but calories. Hello, weight gain. And I forget what what letter I'm on. A, B, C, D. Stimulation of the brain when exposed to these foods is intensified and you are driven to eat more. So nutshell, guys, when you restrict, when you tell yourself, this is not an okay food for me to eat, you cannot eat this food. Your brain basically throws you a big middle finger and says, watch me, bitch. I'm going to increase the amount in which I desire and want that food. I'm going to show you that I get more pleasure from eating that food simply because you told me I can't have it. I'm also going to bump up fat and sugar cravings while I'm at it. And I'm going to intensify those cravings that you're trying really hard not to give into, which likely will drive you to eat more food. Feeling really guilty, starting it all over, double downing and being more strict, more aggressive. Come Monday morning. And I'm here to tell you, there is a way out of food fear. I used to call it food freedom. And then my coach was like, 
Nicole, I don't like that. It's super vague. Nobody knows what food freedom means. And maybe that's the case, but I'm telling you what food freedom means. It means that you are free to eat and enjoy and enjoy any food that you want, that you choose, that you are intentionally selecting. Nothing is off limits. There are no rules. There are no restrictions. There are no regulations surrounding what you can and cannot eat, barring, of course, an allergy, which is not the point. There's a way out of this food, fear, restrict, binge, restrict cycle. And I'm about to tell you what that is. Step number one, give yourself unconditional permission to eat and make all foods allowed. No forbidden foods. Do this and that heightened appeal, that increase in desirability of those particular foods goes away, right? So if someone's telling you, nah, you can't have that, I want it more than I've ever wanted anything in my entire life because that's human. But if someone tells me, you know what? You can eat that whenever you want it. Like whenever you really want it, go ahead and eat it. The desire to have it, dissipates. And I'm not saying you never want it, but I'm going to give you a personal example. And I've shared something similar like this before. When I was in the midst of my disordered eating, I never allowed myself to have any sugar. Sugar was the devil. No sugar of any kind, unless of course it was like natural fruit. So ice cream off the table, right? Forbidden food. I almost said forbidden fruit. Same thing. So I wanted ice cream all the time. When I saw ice cream, I started drooling, salivating. It, I wanted it all the time. I would dream about ice cream. I would be envious of people who were consuming ice cream. And then when I would allow myself to have it, which for a period of time was never, and then it arbitrarily became just this one day of the year when I was born, I would eat gobs and gobs of it. Because this is my one chance, quick, get it all in. As much mint chocolate chip ice cream as you can. And throughout my recovery journey, I decided, nope, we're not cutting any foods out. That got me to a really negative, scary, sick place. We're not doing it anymore. So I have given myself permission to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And do you know what I want less? Ice cream. And I'll be the first to tell you, I love ice cream. And I make time for it. My husband and I choose to have ice cream at least two times a month, if not more, at least. But you know what? I'm not thinking about it all the time anymore because I know it's a Tuesday. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. I know that I could go out right now and get ice cream if I wanted it. Do I want that? No, not right now. Might I want it tomorrow or the next day? Sure. And I know that I can get it when I want it. But if I had that rule of no ice cream, I would still want it so desperately every day, all the time. By lifting that restriction, the appeal of the food becomes normalized. Ice cream's delicious. It will always be delicious. I will always want to have it as a part of my diet, but I'm not obsessed with it anymore because now there are no restrictions surrounding when I can or can't have it. When you know that all foods are allowed at any given time and you repeatedly allow yourself to enjoy them, so not just saying, oh yeah, I can have that and then committing to never having it, like actually allow yourself to enjoy the damn food. 
you begin to lose the novelty, the heightened appeal, and you will need much less to satisfy you, which of course will reduce these episodes of binging or overeating. And this is something that I work on with my clients who struggle with this mindset. They'll tell me, oh, there's no way I could eat chips, Nicole. I would sit down and eat the whole bag. And so my homework for them is I want you to get a single serving bag of chips and eat, eat it, eat every single chip and enjoy it and then be done. And I get that this is difficult because when we put these rules around the food, we teach ourselves that we have to eat copious amounts of it at once because who knows when we're going to get it again which is a scarcity mindset. So when I'm working with my clients, I want to lift that scarcity and I want to help them to realize that they can choose whatever they want whenever they want because there are no rules. And by default, that allows them to choose what they really do want, not simply because something is novel or off limits, but because it's genuinely what they want to eat. So step number one, give yourself unconditional permission to eat all foods. And I know you might be sitting there, standing there, walking, whatever you're doing, thinking, yeah, okay, but if I do that, I'm going to gain 100 million pounds. No, you're not. Sure, initially, as you lift those food rules, like initially when I told myself no more restricting ice cream, I ate a lot of it and probably to the point of feeling mildly ill. But then I realized, okay, this isn't a great feeling. I don't want to feel like this all the time. So you learn how to regulate your consumption because you don't want to feel like shit all the time from eating copious amounts of ice cream. If you can eat it in a moderate amount and feel fantastic, you're going to choose that moving forward. Now, initially, sure, this is new. It's not a skill that you've practiced. You might be really terrible at it at first. All beginners are terrible at the thing they try for the first time. So cut yourself some slack. That first week of you lifting the restriction and saying, okay, I'm going to allow myself to eat carbs or you know what? I'm going to allow myself to have these full fat products or okay, sugar is not off limits anymore. You might go a little gangbusters at first. Maybe you don't feel so hot. Use that as feedback, but play that out over the course of days, weeks, perhaps even months. Friends, trust yourself. You're not going to gain an excessive amount of weight doing this because those cravings, that pull that you feel right now to those forbidden foods, it goes away when you lift the restriction. Step number two, approach mealtimes and snacks by asking, what do I want to eat right now? And what will leave me feeling my best? Over time, you will learn, much like what I just said about the ice cream, how certain foods leave you feeling, not just physiologically, not just in my body, but also psychologically. And over time, I'm going to choose based on those responses, not out of rebellion to those arbitrary rules. I'm going to think, hey, I want to feel great. I'm going to eat things that allow me to feel great. So just today in my Nutrition Coaching with Nicole Facebook group, I asked my squad to finish this sentence and it said, eating blank makes me feel fab, eating blank, not so much. Now, because I work with my one-on-one clients on helping them listen to what's going on in their bodies, they were able to really quickly answer this question. 
And the answers varied. Sometimes it was eating whole foods makes me feel fab, but eating processed packaged foods, not so much. Okay, cool. You might not know that because you're not tuned in and listening to the signs and symptoms that your body gives you. My one-on-one clients are. Another great response was when I eat slowly and mindfully, I feel fab, but when I eat out of knee-jerk reaction, not so much. Again, these clients have worked hard to listen and tune in, notice and name, hey, when I eat this way, when I eat these foods, my body actually performs really well and feels really well and, hey, who knew, looks really great too because the things that leave me feeling my best are probably the things that are going to help me create aesthetic change as well. So my clients know what foods fuel their body adequately. It's a process. It doesn't happen like a light bulb switch. So you may need to tune in. You may need to try, fail, and try again. Case in point, I had a client who was trying this out of a function. She had some type of social event where there were copious amounts of appetizers, desserts, and you know those little kebab things along with alcohol. And she had her coaching call just this past week. And she was like, Oh, Nicole, did I ever mess up? I had three glasses of wine, which of course then affected my future food choices. But I came home feeling so uncomfortably full because I parked myself right in front of the appetizer tray. And I kept eating despite the fact that I didn't really want to eat. It was just a reaction to my environment. Okay, cool. We're going to learn from that. That's great feedback. So what would you do differently moving forward in order to not feel that way or to create a different outcome? So together, we came up with a game plan of, hey, maybe before I go, I'm going to have some type of high protein or high veggie snack to keep me somewhat satiated so I'm not ravenous when I get there. If I know my environment was a big predictor of how much I ate, maybe I'm going to not stand right next to the appetizer table and I'll just remove myself a little bit so that if I want something, I can intentionally come to the food and enjoy it. Not to mention, I didn't feel great with those three glasses of wine. So next time I'm committed to stopping at two, that's going to leave me feeling much better. And then I'm inclined to make choices that leave me feeling better when it comes to food. Do you see what we did there? It's a little bit of a deep dive into, hey, this situation, it didn't really work. And we can't control all circumstances. We can't control what food or beverage is being served to you, but we can control your ability to react to those circumstances. So we just started growing her skill set. Now she knows what she wants to eat and what's going to leave her feeling her best next time because she learned what didn't leave her feeling her best. And this is what we call failing forward. Failure is a part of the process, friends. So if something doesn't go quite your way, if you had a binge episode or you find yourself knee deep in a bag of potato chips, don't get so frustrated to the point of not learning anything from that experience. Don't then go restrict, restrict, restrict in response without stopping, pausing, and tuning in. Why did this happen? Were there any triggers? How might I engage in this experience differently moving forward? How can I prevent this behavior if it's not at all what I wanted? How can I interact with my environment differently next time? Always, always learning from failure. 
Step number three, embrace an abundance mindset surrounding food, not a scarcity one. And I hit on this a little bit early, earlier, but guys, food is all around us all the time. <laughs> when, what, and how you eat, it's entirely up to you. We know that our environment is our biggest predictor of success. So make sure that your environment, your home environment that you can control 100% is something that supports the way that you want to eat, the relationship that you want with food. But beyond that, remind yourself that you can choose anything you want whenever you want in order to avoid those feelings of deprivation and restriction. So case in point, my clients probably don't keep a candy jar on their kitchen counter because they know, hey, environment's a really big predictor of success. So if I have this jar of candy sitting out here, I might mindlessly just grab a piece each and every time I walk by my kitchen counter. That's not going to help me reach my goal. Now, does that mean they can't have candy? Hell no, they absolutely can. But they know that they're going to choose it intentionally they're going to mindfully reach for candy because it's what they really want. And in that moment, it's what's going to leave them feeling their best, not just haphazardly feeling like, oh my gosh, this is here. I have to eat it. Or when it comes to scarcity, sometimes our brains go, ah, I never know when I'm going to get this again. So I have to eat it all right now. Case in point. And if you're listening to this in real time, this is perfect timing because tomorrow is Halloween. And if you have young children or even a workplace that participates in some type of trick or treat, you may find yourself surrounded by a lot of candy in the near future. And so when it comes to these types of once a year holiday events, holiday happenings, our brains go to, oof, but I really love a crunch bar. Who knows when I'm going to get a crunch bar again? And so then we binge or overeat or overindulge on several of them because scarcity mindset. When instead, if I was able to step back and say, hmm, what would leave me feeling my best? Knowing that realistically, I could go get a crunch bar any night of the week if I wanted to. Right now, what do I want? What will leave me feeling great? And how can I give myself permission to eat what I want, not subscribe to any arbitrary food rule, but make sure that it's really the best choice for me right now? That would be an abundance mindset. Food is all around. I don't get grandma's Christmas cookies just this time of year, meaning I have to eat all 12 of them at a time. I could realistically make her recipe any week out of the year if I wanted to. Food is all around all the time. When? What and how you eat is entirely up to you. Knowing that there are strong predictors, there are strong pulls. For example, that candy jar on your kitchen counter. What if you swapped it out with fruit? Would you grab a piece of fruit every time you walked by? Probably not because fruit's something you have to think about a little bit more. But even if you did, potentially more goal supportive than grabbing a piece of chocolate every time. Choose what you want. Enjoy what you eat and then commit to moving on. If you want the crunch bar, if you want the ice cream, eat it, but commit to enjoying and tasting and savoring every freaking bite. And the second a bite stops tasting as good as the first one, give yourself permission to stop. Even if it means throwing the rest away, give yourself permission to be satisfied and move on. Scarcity tells us, I may never get this again. Indulge. Abundance tells us there's no need to rush. There's plenty. 
Choose abundance. Step number four, resist the urge to restrict, which will always lead to binging. So I just told you that failure is a part of this process. So throughout this process, you're going to mess up. It's going to happen. And that's not a comfortable feeling, but when it happens, your knee-jerk reaction is going to be to restrict. Holy moly, I had five crunch bars. Nicole told me I could have one, but I totally got out of control. I don't know what happened. I need to make up for it. No, no, you don't. Because by restricting, you are once again starting the wash, rinse, repeat cycle over again. I know this is a tough one, friends, because diet culture tells you to restrict. In fact, we praise people for restricting and under eating in our culture. But remember, 95 to 97% of diets fail. Cutting out an entire food group following strict rules is not the solution to your fat loss goal. If you are constantly thinking about food, chances are you need to eat more food. If you're constantly fearing food, chances are you need to eat more food. And I know that can be scary. Truly, I know that can be scary. I was the queen of food rules. I eliminated more than I allowed myself to consume. So I know it's scary as hell. And I will go one step further and tell you that this process is best done with the guidance and the coaching of a professional. So if I can help you do this, if I can help you lift some of those food rules, forget some of those forbidden foods and give yourself unconditional permission to eat what you want when you want, knowing that it's going to leave you feeling your best, reach out. I would love to help you through this process. It has truly been transformational for me in my life, but more powerfully for the hundreds of women that I have had the pleasure of working with. Truly, there is a better way. You do not have to fear any food. And I know if that's the place you're coming from, it feels somewhat unattainable. And I just want you to know from someone who has sat in your seat, been in your shoes, It's not. You can eat anything you want without food fear. And no, that doesn't mean that you're going to eat, 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 eat and never stop. That's what it feels like now because you're restricted because that primal instinct is wanting to kick in to keep you alive. But friend, When you give yourself unconditional permission to listen to your body and actually give her what she needs and give her what she wants, the power is yours. The fear goes away. And that fat loss you've been looking for, it gets a hell of a lot easier. And I'm not saying it's ever easy because it isn't, but food fear will constantly hold you back. You've got to get rid of that. Don't be afraid to feed and fuel your body. Don't be afraid of food. Your body knows what to do with it. I promise you. (laughs) And as always, as always, if I can help you do this, if I can help you to figure out how much food your body needs and what that looks like and what foods leave you feeling your best, because you might not know and that's okay. Reach out. I am here to help you. And in the meantime, try some of these steps to break out of your food fear cycle. 
Just a quick recap. Step number one, give yourself unconditional permission to eat and make all foods allowed. Step number two, approach mealtimes and snacks by asking, what do I want to eat right now? Will this leave me feeling my best? Step number three, embrace an abundance mindset around food, not scarcity. And step number four, resist the urge to restrict because without a doubt, it always leads to binging. I hope this is helpful, friends. I know a lot of you have reached out about struggling with cravings and hunger and not knowing how to manage those. And in my experience working with my clients, if you're feeling like you have uncontrollable hunger and cravings, girl, you got to eat more. You have to do a better job of fueling your body and you don't have to do it alone. If I can help you reach out and if you learned anything today, please, I'm asking you to take a minute out of your day and drop a five-star review. Leave your honest feedback. I would love, love, love to hear from you until next time squad. Thank you for listening to this episode of the health, wealth, and wisdom podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.